With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Just one, just one before we die, you guys. That's all we're asking for the Minnesota Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com. He's Judd Zolgad, our resident sports dad, talking all things positive about Minnesota sports as we know and love. And over here, we got producer Ross. Ross, why do you love the Minnesota Vikings? You know, the pain lets me know that I'm still alive. But furthermore, a one, a two, a one, two, three. Hello, my friends, we're part again. It's Trying been to, a week. Yeah. Where should we be? Creed's out, man. Creed, they're, they're trying to force Creed now, but it feels a, like it's forever. Over. You got a running quarterback now. Creed is out. It That's feels true. so good to part again. Oh, what bands do, do Josh I, Dob- does Josh Dobbs like? That's the question. NASA we, bands, whatever those would be. Smart we bands. We got to find out. Smart bands, Isn't, yeah. Isn't lead singer of um, uh, Weezer a smart guy? Rivers Probably. Cuomo, is that his name? He's a smart dude. Mm. Okay. Dexter Seems Holland like of The Offspring has a PhD, I believe. There you see that. That's where we're we got always transition bringing to the now. knowledge that we didn't yeah, know we wanted, good. really. Yeah. It's, it's I didn't great. even get to the final line of, let's be New Orleans. Can I, uh, can I go now? Can I try to share There's a reason why you didn't get to that line. We tried to stop you. <laughs> Indeed. He I continued. should have taken the cues. In case, sorry. In case you guys couldn't tell from Ross's jubilance on today's episode, the Minnesota Vikings won again yesterday, 31-28. It's not the fact that they won, you guys. It's the fact on how they did it. Josh Dobbs come in, didn't even know most of his teammates' line or names, excuse me, just came in, carried that team after Jaron Hall goes down with an injury. Uh, first things first, Judd, what did you take away from that game? Is Josh Dobbs going to be the savior of the Minnesota Vikings season this year? Um, I don't think he's going to be the the savior. What I took away was this. I thought the most brilliant person on the field, speaking of brilliant men, was (laughs) Kevin O'Connell, who had a game plan for 
Jaron Hall, then had to basically transition to Dobbs, who's more experienced and had played eight games. Like he was starting, just not in this offense, had to translate basically the entire offense on the fly, did it. Uh, I thought Kevin O'Connell really proved his his worth. And you know what? Unlike the 2022 Vikings, this version of the team has faced a ton of adversity, injuries, things going wrong. And O'Connell somehow has led them to four straight wins. So I'm not sold on Dobbs. I am sold on O'Connell. And I'm also sold on this. It's a lot of fun to watch a running back who can take off when he wants to. I love the added elements of the run game from the quarterback. Give it to me. That's all I've ever asked for in a quarterback. Let's be honest. No. Uh, I do want to clarify. We've been a little critical of KOC. I felt like on this show the past few weeks, we were never critical about his brains and intelligence. Mind you, we were talking about different scenarios. So I would agree with you, Judd Ross. What did you make of Kevin O'Connell? Again, uh, as Judd said, one of his more brilliant performances as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Well, everything about it was incredibly well done. And I might add just incredibly fun. When was the last time you guys had that much fun watching watching a game the other note is and i think we'll we'll touch on this is basically o'connell using the headset to describe the play to him telling dobbs what to do and with that sometimes you need players on the field who are extensions of the coaches well let's not minimize how important garrett bradbury was yesterday another guy who at times has been a punching bag for some people. Uh, great job calling out the protections, doing stuff that typically Kirk Cousins would do. But Jaron Hall into Josh Dobbs at this point in their careers or 10 years with the Minnesota Vikings just couldn't do. So to be able to get on that page with your starting center and also to be able to not only get the play in, but walk the quarterback through the play so he knows what he's doing to find receivers, tight ends, and running backs he doesn't even know their names. Pretty impressive stuff. Exactly. And just to like get people up to speed on how improbable this was, he was traded from the Arizona Cardinals five days ago, had never taken a single snap with the offense in practice leading up to Sunday. With a come-from-behind performance, completes 20 of 30, pa- 30 passes for 158 yards, two touchdown passes, including the game-winning score throw to Brandon Powell, with 22 seconds left to give the Minnesota Vikings their fourth straight victory. Uh, I mean, did Jed, what did you know about Josh Dobbs coming in aside from the veteran experience? Again, not a whole, I didn't personally know a whole lot. What did you know? What did you kind of expect? Or were you expecting him just to maybe keep his head above water yesterday? And then he came out with the performance like he did. Well, I expected that Jaron Hall wouldn't get hurt. I think 11 plays into his tenure as the quarterback. And so like, I thought Josh Dobbs, I mean, I've, his story has been pretty well told, you know, aerospace engineering went to Tennessee. I actually played a game for the Titans last year on the same type of schedule, very short. Then, um, then went to the Cardinals, got that job. I actually think the Cardinals might've benched him now because he was a threat to win a game or two. He had won one game upset of Dallas. Didn't know a whole lot. Um, but you know, when the, he started off with the safety and with the fumbles. I mean, I thought it was going to be a disaster. Like right there, I thought they have no chance. They have absolutely no chance. It was a fun game though, because of the fact like it was almost like um, an underdog Disney film, right? Where like the guy gets in and it's a disaster at first. And then it's like, you know, he's the, he's the guy that leads the team. So 
I actually thought it was, while not a well-played game per se, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but um, my knowledge of Josh Dobbs was basically limited to backup journeyman has played before. And mm-hmm. I, I was, quite frankly, excited to see Jaron Hall. I thought, okay, let's see what the kid can do. We'll get more to Jaron Hall, but I do want to mention, personally, like you had said, Judd, I loved the run game. The leading rusher on the day was Josh uh, Dobbs with seven carries for 66 yards. Touchdown run, several run-extending drives, keeping the hopes of winning alive. Ross, how excited are you to see a quarterback in in purple run like Josh Dobbs did yesterday? Uh, Very excited if it can continue. I think we maybe all have our doubts on how sustainable it is. But again, we've talked about this numerous times. The schedule is also fairly favorable. I think we'd be naive to think that the Vikings are going to win every game between now and when they play Detroit next. But there's still a chance to win some games with meat on the bone. Look, Cousins can move at times. The Vikings, especially the last coaching staff, told him, run more, you're capable. But it is fun to see a quarterback who can do it at slightly a different level. I think I I, I like what I saw yesterday as far as going through the progressions first and then scrambling versus one read and scrambling like you see from a lot of inexperienced quarterbacks, especially in the college game. I thought that that was nice to see. Actually, his run on fourth and seven, I thought he was going to be caught from behind. I'm not even sure if he knew there were two guys chasing him, maybe just the one. And then not only to get the first down, but to get all the way into field goal range and then still with plenty of time to say, oh, look, Greg Joseph has had a nice day, but we don't need to leave it up to him. We can win this game. And that's exactly what they did. So the running element to me adds a lot of fun. However, and I'm sure you guys noticed this, he likes to run with that football just kind of floating out there high and tight. Get that thing high and tight, Josh. We don't need that ball to be knocked away. But no, just a, a really fun game. And I... I don't know if you can call it a brilliant performance, but just a a really fun, good performance. And I think something that this fan base needed if you are trying to make the playoffs and rally around your team, which I think pretty much by and large, everybody is trying to do at this point. So fun to see. Feel good Mm -hmm. vibes, no doubt, which is something the Minnesota Vikings fan base needed, especially after Jaron Hall gets hurt. Had a nice first drive. Uh, Judd, how unfortunate is this for Jaron Hall? He had the opportunity and then injury pushes him back once again well it's very unfortunate because you know i'm almost positive that he's not going to be cleared to play sunday against the saints because if you think about it it looked like he suffered a legit concussion like he didn't just get get his bell rung he got hit in the head as he was being tackled and then his head went and slammed off the turf Mm -hmm. so i'm guessing he's not going to be in no shape to practice by Wednesday or Thursday, and if you can't practice those days, heck, if you're a veteran, sometimes you can't start. So it's unfortunate, um, and because and, he did have that, the first drive was actually rough, but the second drive was super impressive. And it's funny because if, if you go back, if he hits Hawkinson on that pass in the end zone on the second drive, he never has to take off and run, and the game might be totally different as far as Jaron Hall playing. So it's too bad, but here's – so. Selfishly, here's what I like about this, okay? It has nothing to do with Hall and has nothing to do with Dobbs. There's a very good chance that both of those guys are nothing more than placeholders. I mean, Jaron Hall's a fifth-round pick. So, like, if he turns out to be good, awesome, but you have no idea. Josh Dobbs is a journeyman. But what I love is, and this to me is the most important thing, Kevin O'Connell with a mobile quarterback. Because can you imagine if you got a really good one who could throw the ball too? Like you just opened up your playbook 
yesterday. And and yes, you had to take out some Kirk Kirky Kirk things. But can you imagine if you had a quarterback that could do what Kirk can do arm talent wise, but also scramble, take off, roll out? I mean, my God, if you're O'Connell, and I'm sorry, Kirk fans, and Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but in 2023, that skill set. Whew, that's got to be tempting to try to find that guy. And if Kevin O'Connell can, that's how you win a Super Bowl. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, and Judd, look at the NFL draft coming up. Drake May, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Gabriel from Oklahoma, and a few more. They're all guys that can move around and run a bit, and you can utilize their speed to do things with them in the passing game and offensively. I think you're maybe kind of seeing the template of what KOC might want to do going forward, albeit just one game. But the interesting part here is when Hall goes down and you go to Dobbs, very similar quarterbacks. To your point, Judd, for Hall, you can still find some positives here. He did get all week knowing he was starter. He was able to go through that progression, if you will, get some time at the beginning of the game. Hopefully he gets back here healthy sooner rather than later. And if this thing goes pear-shaped, which I hope it doesn't, but it still could, you still could see Jaron Hall the final few weeks of the year under center once or twice if the record and the schedule dictates that. So I'm choosing to find the positive in that other than the poor kid getting a concussion in a very inopportune time. It's entirely possible. And this is no disrespect to Josh Dobbs. He was put in a really bad situation and basically made the absolute best that you possibly could have. But if Jaron Hall doesn't get injured, the Vikings likely go for it. there on fourth and a half yard. Maybe they score a touchdown. It's possible. The Vikings could have ran away with that game yesterday with Jaron Hall starting. So I think there's maybe, I mean, I don't know. It, it is, it's a, it's a rookie quarterback, but I think there's a lot of good you can take away from both quarterbacks yesterday, aside from the concussion for Jaron Hall. We talk about the mobile quarterback, the quarterback that's willing and able to run, which is especially good for the Minnesota Vikings who have zero run game. Why is it so bad? Judd, what is happening? Why is the run game comically 
atrocious at this point for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh my God. Well, first of all, I, I, when are we, when is not we, cause it's not we, when is O'Connell? Who's I can really run the football. Just let everybody know. Yeah. I can run the football. Now. Alexander Madison. You're a fall forward running back. Aren't you, Jesse? You Definitely. might get hit, but you're going forward for a yard Absolutely. or two. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Alexander Madison was a far more effective receiver on two catches Sunday that, than he was a runner. Um, Cam Akers, has now torn his Achilles. So his season and probably Vikings career is finito. Um, you can, I mean, you've got to do something here now. Now Dobbs does help. Like you did compensate for it by, by the fact that Dobbs can run. And I, I would fully expect that, that the ability to run is going to remain part of D- Dobbs game, even with more knowledge of what O'Connell wants offensively. But yeah, this is, this has to be fixed. I mean, you've got to do something and I don't think that, that you can by any means flat out blame the line. I, I mean, this is a running back problem too. And the loyalty to Madison and just trying to force it, I guess, is what I don't get. But mm-hmm. you have to find a different, you know, give Ty Chandler a chance. And I know he can't block as well. But you know what? Quite frankly, with Dobbs, you've got the opportunity now because he can scramble more. Like with Kirk, I totally get it. If the running back can't block, you are screwed because he is a pocket passer. Um, but they have to find a way to at least make their the perception of their run game that doesn't involve quarterback scrambles a threat and they are as far as i can tell they are nowhere close occasionally they get some you know eight yard runs but that's about it i think the one thing i wonder too is at one at what point judd and jesse can you start to manufacture or simulate something that's at least closer to runs instead of handing the ball off on first and 10 and winding up in second and 12 can you run some reverses? Can you run some wide receiver screens? Can you mix in a screen pass to your running backs on occasion? They tried doing more of that. They actually, again, looked like they had a chance early in the game for one of them to break, but one block was missed, and that blew up the screen pass. But you just wonder, are there other things they can do like that so you're not constantly sitting in second and 12 or third and long? I'd like to see a little bit more of that, but then again, if teams know it's coming, the likelihood of that working isn't very high either. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. It's frustrating to watch. I love the run game. I really do. That would have been if I were to be an elite football player, which in my mind, of course, I am just not a good fantasy football manager. uh, You'd be able to run the ball far more effectively than the Minnesota Vikings have figured out. But because we're not all negative on this show, we're not all negative on score. We are happy, positive people. Let's give some credit to the Minnesota Vikings defense. Let's also give some credit to Byron Murphy Jr., the cornerback. Three tackles, uh, two passes defended. He looks absolutely exceptional. Judd, what have you seen from Byron Murphy Jr. and how great of a player has he slowly transformed into throughout early of the season? It's weird because PFF grades, which, you know, the football world goes by, the PFF grades for him have not been good. Um, and, And I guess he's got, like... Some of that's a little bit probably nuanced as to who's supposed to be covering where and what defensive coverage you're in. But, yeah, he had a definite um, really nice game. He could have had two or three picks. Like, mm-hmm. like he broke up a few, to, to your point, broke up two passes. But I think the man of the hour, just as O'Connell was, was Brian Flores. What he's done with this defense has just been exceptional. I, I mean – this defense was, dare I say it, oftentimes a year ago, garbage. And it wasn't the players' fault necessarily, but, I mean, it was not good. It was not really competitive. It was very 
uh, passive aggressive instead of aggressive. And Brian Flores has come in and basically uh, turned this defense a 180 to now where they're super aggressive. And yes, they get beat at times. I would far rather get beat being aggressive, though, than being back on my heels. Um, and what he has done has been really exceptional. Um, and I have a great appreciation because I think when you watch the success of this defense, it's largely coaching. And for anyone who says, you know, in sports, ah, coaches, you know, coaches aren't important. Coordinators aren't. I call it BS because in this case, the coordinator, incredibly important. Well, well in saying that, sorry, Ross, in saying that, how uh, likely is it that Brian Flores stays as defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, right? I mean, I think people are seeing that and going to sure. say, hey, let's go head coach Mr. Flores. I mean, he, he deserves that chance. Now, now I will say this again, and it's going to be, it's a pretty drawn out process. He is suing the National Football League. And as long as he's suing the league, I'm curious what jobs he, he had a chance. For instance, I think he turned it down to talk to the Cardinals last year. Uh, but here's the thing with Brian. One, if if he's still suing the league this offseason, I think he'll still get sniffs. But, you know, he went through the entire Dolphins thing, which is what started the suit that he filed up. And I think he's smart enough to know that he wants probably, and he's in position for the right job. Mm -hmm. So I don't know he's going to jump. If he gets a bottom feeding the Raiders column, right? Oh, we want you to be. <laughs> I don't know he's going to jump. I mean, he's been through ownership that is not great before. Uh, I would, long story short, Ross, I wouldn't be surprised to see him here two years. I would not be absolutely shocked. And I think if he comes back for a second, um, you could be looking at a really interesting season, especially as the personnel gets more honed towards him in 2024. Yeah, the writing's on the wall for Brian Flores leaving. It just depends on how etched in stone on that, uh, I don't know, BC wall that it is. I don't know why I use stone as the example there. But it's... He, <laughs> It's only a matter of time. I think the Vikings obviously would love him here as long as possible. And to Judd, to your point, imagine when he gets another year with some free agency money to bring in a few players that he likes, has identified will work with his defense, and maybe even has a say in a player or two that gets drafted early on in the draft. One thing that I think will be important for KOC going forward and Quasi going forward when Brian Flores does inevitably leave, make sure the guy who follows him is similar because you're going to have a defense that is entirely built around Brian Flores, who's here for a year, two, maybe what, three max? That's probably the biggest time frame you'll have him for. You want to make sure that whoever you bring in is maybe somebody who's currently in the system or maybe, quote-unquote, the disciple of Brian Flores, or otherwise you're starting over again, and I don't think anybody wants to see that. So I think Vikings fans were thrilled when he got here, and I think we all knew they would be better. I mean, look, they're not, they're not great, but I would say they're functional. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even positive I thought they could be functional this year. No so question. I, I mean, I think that's... They're solid. I, I, I'm ecstatic to see that. And you go back to yesterday... They were really good yesterday. They were just put in a lot of bad spots, held up very well, really only gave up the field goal, the one long or field goals, the one long touchdown to Janu Smith. And that touchdown late, you can almost argue that's just from being on the field so often and getting getting a little bit extra tired because of that. So uh, 
honestly, are the Vikings five and four without Brian Flores? I don't think they are. No, I agree. Agree. I would. I completely agree. I love what I'm seeing. Since we talked about extending or keeping around personnel, I know our YouTube comments also bring up extending some certain folks. So, Ross, why don't we hit them with it? Comments from YouTube. You are just the segue master, Jeff. I love how that's so short, though. I'm so proud of you. The open? Like, I always expect more. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, what's next? Comments from YouTube. <laughs> That's it. You know what I do need to play, Jesse, just to get this out of the way, because I've been itching for now a half a season to do this. Did you say you're having another rough uh, fantasy football season? Yeah, we don't talk about it. It's dead. Obligatory fantasy football mention. I was. For the opening of last year, I was very chatty about it, but that's when my team was still very good. And then if you ever notice, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing well in things, I just ignore it. Just completely. don't talk about it. Just don't talk about it. And then it goes away. The problem usually You know, it's an easy way to live Solid. life. You know, notice I haven't talked about the Gophers since six o'clock on Saturday. Right. Yeah. If you just don't deal with the issue, there's nothing wrong. What a, what a glorious loss that was. Uh, oh it was God. it was quite incredible. Yeah. At D Jones dash MW nine MK. Extend Hunter now. Judd Jesse. Vikings need to extend to Neil Hunter, don't they? Jesse, go ahead. I mean, absolutely. Five tackles. Uh, just a tremendous performance by him, keeping Algier uh, to a minimum yesterday. I, I love it. I would like to keep Daniel Hunter around for as long as, as you can. Let's let's go. Right, Judd? Oh, yeah. Yeah, once you didn't trade him, keep him. Yeah. And you're, you're going to have to pay him, but he's worth it. I'm Look, he's near 30, which worries me, but... He's been unbelievable this season. So, yes, the the comment from YouTube, I agree with completely. I think you have to extend him. Hopefully, it can be a three-year contract because I prefer not mm-hmm. to go beyond three. But, uh, yeah, I think it is a no-brainer now that he is the what, – what's the word I'm looking for? Linchpin of your defense. Ooh, and if the, contract, if the contract is structured well, you can get out of it after two years and, and really not have it bury you if you structure it well. And, and he deserves him. what he's going to get. Yes. Like, like, like he deserves it. But yeah, I prefer not to go anywhere near a fourth or fifth year. It's just interesting because I know the flagship Purple Dailies talked about this an awful lot, but he's a guy that left a lot of money on the table in this oh, current mm-hmm. contract. So you wonder how that might affect the negotiations going forward this time around. True. But they tore up this year to give him a new contract because he was holding in. So, uh, but yeah, he has been, I, I knew he was still good. I didn't know he was still this good. I love this next comment from YouTube, our last of the day, mainly because I love the name. The name, Zoix. In 1977, Fran Tarkington broke his leg in the middle of the season. Bob Lee and Tommy Kramer led the Vikings to the NFC Championship that year. Here's the Mm -hmm. question. Okay. What's more impressive? That Fran broke his leg in 1977, not 2021, in 1977, came back and played in 1978. Last season. Or that in 1978, he threw 32 (laughs) interceptions. 32. What's more impressive? Oh, the 32 picks. Come back or the 32 picks. The the 32 picks. But you know what? That's insane. I know, but go go look at 70s, go to pro football oh, yeah. reference and call up like Terry Bradshaw's page, Tarkington's <sighs> page, Namath. They all threw a ton of picks. So 
32 picks now. If if there was an if there was an interception exchange rate, 32 32 <laughs> picks now is what like 15. Yeah. Interception be... exchange rate. So might yes. be the best thing you've ever said on this podcast. Well, thank <laughs> you. It's it's extremely impressive, but um, but yeah, I like back then you just you just slung the ball around, man. Just it's a it was a lawless around. time, just wild cards. It was all always. It was, I love it. Favre was like the last vestige of that, you know, like yeah. he, he didn't play back then, but he was, you know, his whole, I'm just going to throw that ball. I mean, you go back and watch passes from back then. They're sailing all over the place. This is not, I'm not making an age joke here, Judd. Do you remember that 1978 season at all? Did you watch it? Do you remember yeah, it? I watched it. Yeah. How I, did he I went move, to a game. How did he move around? Tarkington? Like, yeah, like to me, I mean, I know, like I'm not trying to make out the the late 70s to be the Stone Age, but yeah, modern nice. medicine's changed a lot in 50 years. It's a you broken know? leg, though. Like, like you set the leg back then. Yep. Like it's not like I I think in the 70s, for instance. Well, I don't think I know a torn ACL was a lot bigger yes. of deal because it was hard. You know, that was like you had to go in and do major surgery, and you still didn't know if it, it was going to be fixed. I think if you had a 1970s injury of choice, a broken leg was probably pretty high because if it was just a fracture, you set the leg and, you know, you came back. But like torn ligaments, ACLs, MCLs and that, that was where it was a real problem because they hadn't come close to honing the surgeries that they, they have now. And I think a lot of it now is done, if I'm not mistaken, arthroscopically. Mm-hmm. So like they don't even have to go in and lay the whole knee open. So... Whatever happened to, I don't think he was a knee doctor. I think he was more arm and shoulder. Whatever happened to our boy was it Dr. James Andrews. Remember when everybody saw him for like 10 years? Yeah, yeah I think he retired. James Andrews that we all go see? Because you don't hear yeah. him mentioned much. Yeah, he was the, yes, he was now, now, if I'm not mistaken, the originator of Tommy John surgery was Dr. Frank Job. Mm. D- Dr. Job was the 70s guy. Okay. But so we're James now in the Andrews, new era. We had... We had Job in the 70s. We had Andrews, Andrews. in the 90s and zeros. Now we're on now, to somebody else. Now it's the guy who's like the Mets doctor. Yeah. Who who did the surgery on Joe Nathan back in the day. Joe Nathan. Hmm. There's a there's a name, a name drop for you on before I die. A lot of, lot of now, I know. Who, who's the – is there a, a big-time hockey doctor? Like nationally, not, not for – the wild. Uh, you I'm know what? To think I, if I've heard of one, I don't think I don't so. Think we have a doctor in puck. No, we just tough it out, Roscoe. Exactly. Jules broke his leg last year. He was back the season. Nobody questioned it. It was wow. fine. Just yeah. Rub some dirt on it well, and like, go. Yeah, he also tried to play in a playoff game, which was a massive That's mistake. Amazing. Yeah. Put him down, one man. <laughs> talk about. Stuff. Anyway, go, go for ahead. more hockey talk. Follow us on John's yeah. hockey show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New episodes Sorry. Every week. <laughs> John's Hockey Show airs a couple times a week during the season. ScoreNorth.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly. See, we're trying, guys. We're trying for you, Vikings fans, yep. to limit yeah, the, the puck talk. Uh, with that, maybe that's a before I die. Before I die, we will not have a puck mention on this episode. But, uh, Roscoe, let's get to those officials before official before I dies, if you don't mind. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since... Hey, you, you don't want that one. You want this Time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their <clears throat> Before I Dies. Ross, why don't you kick us off this week? 
All right, so I haven't talked about it since 6 o'clock on Saturday. I know this is a, a Vikings podcast. But, Judd, I was very happy to see you do a, uh, I think it was a morning, Judd, where you talked about, okay, firing P.J. Fleck sounds great, but what's next? Okay, first off, they're not firing P.J. Fleck. He's the most successful coach here in 50, 60 years. You can define success however you want. I get that. But it's been a pretty darn good run, okay? And I'm not here to defend him. The losses to Northwestern and Illinois this year are embarrassing, and they're more than likely going to cost you a chance to be the sacrificial lamb against Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten title game. I get that. I'm not even convinced this team will win another game because they're that bad offensively. Defensively, they're okay, but they have lapses, as we saw on Saturday. All I'm going to say is before I die, in this town, specifically with football, we will quit calling for the head coach's head anytime there's a bad season, and we'll start to go, hmm, 60 years of mediocrity. It might not just be the head coach's problem. This year specifically, he is to blame. His conservativeness has cost them two games and will cost them a chance to win the Big Ten West, more than likely. 60-ish years of being stuck in the middle towards the bottom. What is the common denominator? There have been multiple head coaches. There are structural issues at the University of Minnesota that go beyond the head coach. Until all that stuff is figured out and the university has a commitment to winning at a high level in athletics, this is what you're going to get. It doesn't matter if it's Judd Zolgad coaching or P.J. Fleck. It would because so I'd before, cheat. Well, I'd Start cheating. Cheat. I'd what you're trying to say, through. just say it. Just come out and say it. Yeah. Before you die, that program needs to cheat its ass off yeah. in the sports you know, that we want them caught. to win. It's, just don't get caught. It's and if you almost, do, you know what you do? Flip the double bird to the NC2 way and say, we're going to keep doing it this way. That, you kick us out. You know, and that's basically what Jim Harbaugh is doing right now, right? Exactly. He's going to say, Jim Harbaugh at the end of the year is going to say, you can't suspend well, me because I quit. I'm going to the NFL. And actually, right now, the the I believe the investigation's complete, and it looks like they're going to suspend Harbaugh for like three games. The school informed the big the NCAA, perhaps I think, not the the Big Ten. You go ahead and do that. We're taking you all to court. Great genius. Yep. As soon as somebody, as soon as somebody says, you know what. You cheated. You say, first of all, you're lying. And second of all, we're going to court. And I'm going to tie this up with your money that I make off of you. It's time to cheat. Um, Can I circle back? We'll circle this back to the Minnesota Vikings. Remember sure. when the Williams wall did that with star caps or was it star yeah. caps? As I was called, <laughs> they fought off those suspensions for almost what? Two, well, three Pat years. Re- Pat retired. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin played and Kevin got a suspension cut from four to two games and played two games pro bono, which is just a, another great part of the story. <laughs> All I'm saying is before I die, I don't like this Judd. I'm there every, I'm there every Saturday. Yeah, they, basically. They got to cheat. Yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. like it. I'm, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is you got to have oh, a little no. bit of situational awareness with where the university's at. Right. Well, and until they decide that their athletic program's going rogue, you're you're not going to guess what? Clemson team ninety six, right? Yeah. They cheated. Guess what? They went to the final four. Oh, uh, to your point, too, John. <laughs> I'd hang those. I'd put those banners back up. Yeah. yeah. That's oh god, yeah. Because I'd be cheating again. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. Just cheat. Just cheat. 
Okay, right, before, I'm done. Somebody else. Before take I die, over. before I die, quick. Here's the thing. I want some type of button so I can push it right now, right today, and the leaves will fall off my damn tree. Because I got a leaf guy that comes, mm. but and it's November and it's cold, right? Leaf guy. Of course, you have a leaf guy. My yeah, leaf guy comes leaves and goes. Are still up. Jeez. More than half the leaves. I got two trees that look like it's July. This is a bunch of crap. I need a leaf thing that I can. I'm not asking. To, I'm not asking them to go away by themselves. I'm more than happy to have my leaf guy come. But I got to get them off the trees because I don't want to call right now and then you know, November 28th, a bunch fall off. That's my before I die. You need to go outside right now, Judd. You take one tree. Dawn takes the other, and you just not gonna. Mm-hmm. They're too big of trees. You know, we have a tree that the leaves stayed on all all winter. Like I, it, something was wrong with it. I don't know what's wrong with it. They were dead, but they just they hung out. It was bizarre. True story. Weird. Very weird. Oh. Waters Which are different in Wiper Lake. Uh, before I die, I'm going to be a savage as my four-year-old. My four-year-old has been on this savagery lately. He not only stuck a Lego up his nose to remove That's the sniffles. It. He is absolutely ridiculous, but he is just so darn witty and quick and like just doesn't care what what happens to you. Like yesterday, for instance, twice I sneezed two times in a row and I'm like, oh, excuse me. And the kids were all sitting there playing on their iPads. And I was like, well, bless me. And Caden, without even looking up from his iPad, he's like, yeah, no, nobody said that to you, mom. Nobody told you bless you. And I was like, I know nobody told me bless me, child. Then I take him to outdoor practice because I'm a great mom who wants to give these experiences to their children that most children don't ever get. First of all, he was not thrilled with the fact that hockey was being played outside, which is already an embarrassment for me. Second of all, he sees all the nets in Marc-Andre Fleury's goal because they must have been doing warm-ups. It wasn't that Marc-Andre Fleury was getting just shelled. And he was like, wow, that guy let a lot of scores in. And then he like proceeds to tell Fleury this when he meets Fleury. He goes, there was a lot of pucks in your net. And Mark Andre just was like, "Good yeah. for him." I know it was just sad. For Caden, mm-hmm. that's my before, before I die. I'll be as quick and witty as him, or teaching. We need better, we need more people like Caden in Minnesota sports media. Maybe, maybe that's what he's angling. It sounds at. to me like in seventeen years, young Caden's uh, first birthday of drinking is going to be worth being at for mom. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> Probably very true. There's he a won't have a single yeah. drop of alcohol till he's 21, right, Jesse? That's not a single drop. Exactly. That sounds like a kid. That sounds like a kid who could be a lot of fun. He's gonna be a clown, which I have mixed feelings about. We'll see. We certainly will see. Uh, Vikings not clowning us anymore, so we love to see mm-hmm. that again. Don't forget to get all of your Vikings information over at Purple Daily and Score North shows breakdowns. All the good stuff that you want, all the good stuff that you need each and every day of each and every week, not to mention all the Minnesota sports content over on Score North, including our hockey talk, as you guys know and love, uh, Judd's Hockey Show Wednesdays. Otherwise, until next week, we at Before I Die will see you later. Uh, Ross, please uh, end appropriately. Can you take me to Hennepin County? (laughs) 